And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Presented by BetMGM. All right, good evening. Welcome in back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in live. Brandon Sprague here on the West Coast. My great co-host over there on the East Coast, Lucy Burge, at Lucille Burge on Twitter. On Instagram, the prop queen of everything Major League Baseball. I'm sure I'm sure at some point she'll dive and be the prop queen of the NFL as well. But Lucy, week one of the NFL is in the books. We've got week two of college football in the books. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm still riding the high of week one of the NFL. I don't know if I moved from my couch much more than 20 minutes today. It was, uh, It felt good. It felt great to watch the countdown on the Red Zone channel and then just sit there and watch all of the chaos unfold uh, from the 10 a.m. Pacific kick and the 1 uh, 1 p.m. Pacific kicks. Oh, my goodness, Frank. It was – you had a big win with the Giants, so that was exciting, first of all. But also, it was refreshing to sit down and have these games just begin. I just could not wait for the first game to begin – except it was the Patriots that I was watching and that was not fun. They, the Patriots, first of all, Patriots stink. And I'm really concerned about this season. I don't think this was a hiccup. I think this is how, this is the Patriots team that we are going to see, but I was having the toughest time moving from MLB to NFL. And then the game started and I was like, all right, I'm all in. I am so caught up in all the hype. Now I am ready for this. Mm -hmm. I missed this. Just the sound of the whistles. Like if you just get up and you're just like doing stuff and that for two seconds and then you, you hear that you're like, okay, I feel comforted again. The sounds of the game are back and the games themselves. And it's a nice little uh, distraction because I do must say as a, as a Royal watcher, RIP the queen, because it has been a tumultuous week when it comes to all of that stuff. So having football as a distraction and to get into it again has been very exciting and just honestly really refreshing because now you can really feel fall in the air with all this football back. Yeah, I mean, I I took my dog on a walk before the game started and there's like this path that's kind of in some foresty area. And I was actually surprised how many leaves are on the ground. I'm like, oh man, I guess it is right around the corner. And then for me, it's sitting down and getting Scott Hansen screaming at me that there's seven hours of commercial-free football. And I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. And I can't wait. And I was especially excited this year, um, Lucy, because I I am participating. Look, there is a lot of national contests that do this. There's, like, the Circa one. Um, There's I'm sure there's an ESPN one. Like, there's just a ton of survivor pools out there. I'm on a friend one with a bunch of people I don't really know, and I got on last minute. And I was pretty excited because I in week one, we always see these teams and we think we know them. And then we get the Dolphins trouncing the Patriots or or we get the, the Colts tying the Houston Texans or the Giants against Tennessee. We never see those coming. But I was going to play it safe in my week one survivor. I was going to take Baltimore the entire time. As soon as I saw the week one schedule – I didn't hesitate. And then I had a feeling that they wouldn't sign Lamar in Baltimore, and it's going to be a little bit of an FU season for him. And it's the Jets, and so why would I ever not pick against the Jets? And so I took Baltimore comfortably in my survivor pool. But, boy, Lucy, we got this text from um, our super producer, Zach, of the Circus Survivor Pool here, and I I want to just go through a couple of them. So the majority – took the Ravens, but you had a decent chunk. Take the Colts, take the Titans, take the Niners. Uh, There's a decent chunk on the Bengals. 
The uh, Bengals. There was a cup. If, there was a couple, if there I was, a couple of Lucy on the Panthers. It was crazy. Today. Oh, exactly. I mean, look at this. If I was doing, if I was one of these people, I would look at the Bengals just because of last season and the, the hype surrounding them. And they are, I now am solid in my thinking that last year was a fluke for them. So this, that's a disappointment for those 460 people with the Bengals. Cause Joe, uh, yeah, Joe Burrow, not, not looking great so far. So that one, I, I would have gone with the Bengals, honestly, if I was doing this. So that I'm, I am glad I didn't lose anything on that. But those people, I understand. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing with Survivor Pools is the one I'm on is actually a little different than most of them. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. Like my second pick would have probably been the Dolphins, basically because I'm in an FU, Bill Belichick, you're not as great anymore as you once were. And yeah, I also think it's probably. really unfair to Mac Jones that he's given him Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as the offensive coordinator. Uh, and it's a disaster of a start. I, I don't want to get you started yet. We'll go. We'll go through. Yeah, some of I, them, I feel but, like uh, I feel like those two people that took the Jets in the survivor pool. Those oh. the one person who took the Seahawks and the, <laughs> the yeah the Cowboys. I, I'm almost wondering <laughs> if it was somebody that like has never played paid attention to football and they're just like, oh, yeah, the Jets. I like the Jets beating the Ravens. Um, yeah, because there's sure. no other logic. Green is a rhyme. good color. Right. That dark green's perfect <laughs> here. Uh, let's start. Lucy, we have a lot to get into today. And I, I kind of want to okay. start with this one. This was a six and a half to seven point spread. It was closer to seven at kick. Uh, but throughout the week, it was six and a half. Pittsburgh on the road in Cincinnati, the defending AFC champions, hosting the now Ben Roethlisberger-less Pittsburgh Steelers who are starting Mitchell Trubisky. And this was quite a wild game, not for the majority of it, but largely for the fourth quarter. But uh, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati kind of getting the day, setting the tone for wild, unpredictable craziness all day. Yeah, Joe Burrow looked terrible. He was he had three interceptions, was pick six on his first pass attempt and per ESPN. He is the second quarterback in the last 20 seasons to turn the ball over four times in the first half of the season, which included a strip sack for the Steelers. So this is not a great start for him after the, the cigar smoking guy we saw last season, which I was hoping would come back and, and be kind of a similar swagger, but no, he has lost it and uh, too bad for him, I would say. But uh, yeah, it's possible they were a fluke, but the rest of the day that it kind of went like that. The rest of the day, there were a lot of unexpected things that happened the Patriots, I I kind of didn't know what to expect. That's why I took the Dolphins minus three and a half. So I yep. am two and oh so far today because also my Detroit Lions. I also Sprague had to tell you that I today ordered a Detroit Lions long sleeve tee and I will wear it every day this season for this show because I am all in on the lions. I absolutely love the lions. They did not win, but they did cover the spread plus four and a half. I had them. So they did that for me. Thank you very much because the final episode of hard knocks was one of my favorite football things I've ever seen where Eminem appeared and he told the lions that they are a good team this year. So they must be if he's saying that. So good for him for saying that, but the Eminem effect I'm all in on because they covered that spread and boy, did they ever. So I, I like that a little unexpected, quite honestly, but yeah, I, the Patriots are, are not going to be great this year. I do not believe that, uh, that lions game, Lucy, for me, I, I give you a lot of kudos here. And I, I like that you're at least backing up your hot take. That the lions will win the super bowl. 
Oh, they uh, even though that's kind of that's your long shot bet. But what <laughs> I what I like about you betting it is that that was a weird line for me, and I could yeah. I could see the rhyme and the reason for Philly, but I was worried because last year week one many may not remember this the Lions did something similar to this. They were actually getting absolutely rolled by the Niners at home in week one of last year, and they were eight-point dogs. And they went on this insane fourth-quarter run, and they got a score late, and I believe they cut it to seven, if I'm not mistaken, or it was an eight-and-a-half-point line, and they cut it to eight with like a minute to go. They didn't get the onside kick. The Niners get it, and the Lions ended up covering the number. Similar to today, they were getting blown out for most of the game. Uh, Philly separated themselves. And, a, you know, a, a touchdown super late cuts it to three, but they couldn't get that key stop and the Eagles were able to win it. So I, I like that you were at least willing to bet on it because for me, I couldn't get there. I just could not take the Lions with that number and I couldn't take the Philadelphia Eagles with that number. The Dolphins, Lucy, I'm mm-hmm. with you. And, and look, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to set you off here on a tangent, but no, please we talked do. about this, this. We talked we talked about it in the summer, Lucy, and I, I've talked about it on my radio show out here, and it's been one of my bigger storylines of circle. Everybody assumes because he's won a lot that Bill Belichick's going to be amazing forever and to never bet against him. We'll see what happens after today, but not a great start for the Joe Judge, Matt Patricia-led offense that led to seven points and a back injury for Mac Jones as they got mollywopped by the Dolphins, and Bill Belichick's never beaten Tua. How about that stat, huh? Yeah, that is insane. And also, there is now a point where I thought this was was going to be the case, and now it is confirmed. We are beyond the point of it's Belichick. He'll figure it out. He'll do it. You can't think like that anymore. And we saw that last season against the Bills, obviously. But and that was where it hit me, where I thought, okay, this is not the Belichick. That I can't believe Belichick is letting this happen. I kept saying during that Bills game, and today was kind of the same thing, but not as much of a shock where this is a Belichick-led team, we believe. I mean, who knows? Joe Judge is leading at Matt Patricia. Again, as I <laughs> tweeted, what kind of scientist is Matt Patricia anyway? Is he really that smart? What in the world is he doing? What are any of them doing? And this is really hindering Mac Jones in his entire career because they, I don't know if they know what they're doing. And Belichick is trying to do something, as you've said, Sprague, his ego is in play here where he is trying to do something that he thinks is just absolutely genius and different from what everyone else is doing. And it is so detrimental to this team because they did not look like a team that was cohesive and knew what they were doing. And the problem too is they didn't even look good in preseason. If they looked okay in preseason and then there was this game, it's like, okay, a hiccup to start the season is a little concerning, but they'll get past it. They haven't looked good at all. So Belichick sounded very confident before this first game where he said in interviews and to the, to the media, he was saying, we're going to be fine. We're going to look different in week one because we're doing, we didn't use the, the same play calling that we did in, in preseason and we're not running the same uh, plan that we did. No, he has no idea what he's doing because the same thing happened today. And that was abysmal and also very boring. This team is going to be, I'm going to say the biggest snooze fest of the NFL this season. The most boring mm-hmm. team in the NFL this season is I the New England 100%. Patriots. So yep. boring. So I was watching the Red Sox game during this game. That's how boring the Patriots, because the way I do it is I watch the Patriots and when the Patriots are done before and after them red zone, 
But other than that, and then today I was like, you know, I got to check in on the Red Sox just to see if they are more boring than the Patriots right now. And they scored more than the Patriots did at first. Last night, they scored more than the Patriots did today. And it took forever for the Patriots to even score. The Red Sox won, scoring one run. The Patriots lost by doing nothing. Like, they did nothing. They did nothing. And I'm, it's just, it's very disappointing. I am disappointed in the Patriots. Well, as uh, Zach mentions in our chat, I mean, Matt Patricia wears a pencil for a laminated play sheet. So that kind of tells you all you need to know That's about such how a, serious. It's, it's such, such a, a prop, rocket scientist it? move. It's such a rocket scientist move to be like, I'm so smart. I got it. You never know what I got to write down. Right. I just all these thoughts all the time that are really working for everybody. No, what are you even writing down with that pencil, Matt Patricia? I mean, my God, uh, this it's a disaster. <laughs> it's a disaster, really. And honestly, I think that that Mike Tyson was in the crowd and what an embarrassment. To do that in front of Mike Tyson. Not in the crowd, it, it, it walks with Robert Kraft. Yeah, it wasn't a good showing. But look, it was kind of the, the early slate, the 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific uh, kick. That was kind of the slate of abysmal, right, or questionable plays. Yeah. Like for, for New England to have what they had. Joe Burrow with all those turnovers and them, you know, inexplicably missing that, that extra point or allowing the block by Fitzpatrick basically at the horn and then missing – the other field goal and allowing Mitchell Trubisky and the Steelers to come in your house after winning the AFC and beat you. That's head scratching. Another one for me um, was Indy and Houston. I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of one of those. I'm a believer in Indy. I think they upgraded a quarterback. I think that's a good team. They should have won this game. They, they, they had to come all the way back. They were down big 20 to three. They scored 17 in the fourth Lucy as seven point favorites. Um, I actually teased him to zero, and I'm sitting here watching like I'm really going to lose a parlay teaser because they're not going to beat the Texans, and they've had their struggles yeah. week one, but Blankenship in overtime misses a point-blank field goal, or what should have been, and they end up tied. A fun stat here, the AFC South, um, they, they played the Commanders, and they played the Giants, and then they played each other, and there's no team in that co- in that division with a win. That's how pathetic that division is right now. And so I think you look at the Colts, just an abysmal showing in week one yet again. They've had this in their past, and they can't get past it. Exactly. You know, you love a good tie, right? That's just a great feeling to be like, no, yeah, I hate tie. ties. Every, everybody, it's, it's like kissing, kissing your sister. Yeah, yes. no, it's, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's awful. That's terrible. To the, the start of this season – I would I would say a little disappointing, but it was kind of a little bit fun to be like, what is going on right now? This right. why why are people who is why is so, someone so doing this and why is this happening? And to to be a little cynical to start off the season really just like it got my blood going a little bit. This is good. I like this. Cynicism no, yeah, is where I, I live, so I do love it. Yes. Well, and I, I want to go to some more things. Let's get our blood boiling tonight because it's week one of the NFL. We'll get to week two of college football. We'll give you some glimpses of what kind of matchups we have in, uh, we have coming next week, both in college and the pros. So we'll get to all of that. Uh, in the next segment, though, Lucy, I want to get to a couple more abysmal showings from some teams. What the hell happened to the Titans? Tom I mean, did we Brady see Brady just got sacked. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, yeah, you're seeing that. Yeah, no, they're about to go up 9-3, yeah. to three, though, after they get this field goal. Um, we'll talk about the Trey Lance debut in Chicago. Should he really get a lot of blame playing in a monsoon? Uh, and yeah, we got a whole lot to dive into. It's back to the features here. Lucy Burge on the East Coast in Boston. Brandon's break here out in Portland, Oregon. And we're locked and loaded. A lot to get to in football. And we do it next on the BetQL Network.
Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Sports bettors wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM. Starring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick. 7 to 11 Eastern on the BetQL Network. When you have so many bets, you can't take any more bets because those would conflict with your existing bets. Mm -hmm. This is the first time I've had that happen to me. I've just been on the Vikings pretty hard, but then I look at, dang, I kind of like some of these odds at BetMGM, and I just can't jump on it. But Ryan lives his life in the middle. I remember when I first met him, this man was like, and he was just like, we were betting some random games in the middle of summer for no reason. Because we were here, we had to for content. And Ryan was just like, yeah. I need, for example, the Yankees to win by, like, one run, but no more, no less, because I have a first five under. I also have these two home run props that I need to hit, and I also have a strikeout prop, but if I have a K prop that hits the over, then I'm probably screwed for the first five. But to save that, I've also got an outs prop right here. Like, he just has all these things going at once. I'm just like, Ryan, I just need to It's like to Zach Galifianakis with the math above his head. Yes. You, you know what I bet that. right now? I'll bet the Lions plus seven week three against the Vikings. Bet MGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's licensed therapist Dr. Chris Donahue on taking steps to reach out. I want people to be proactive, and that means not waiting until you're really feeling bad in terms of mood or mental health before you take some of the action steps that we consistently are talking about. So I love the idea of us starting our day, setting self-care goals, and making one of them to reach out to a multitude of people to deal with their own loneliness, but also to check in on them. Now, having said that, I also want people to know that emotions can be infectious. So check in on your own sense of how do I feel in some of these conversations, because it is okay to let someone know on the other end, hey, listen, I'm starting to feel a little flooded or a little overwhelmed or anxious. Can we start talking about something a little more lighthearted, funny, or joyful? I'm Listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind Mental Health Map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your Mental Health Map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. The best players in the league perform even better with a great assist. And using BetQL to help take your sports betting to the next level, it's an MVP move. BetQL analyzes every bet from every game to find you the most profitable opportunities. Sometimes a spread is off by a few points or a total is way too high or low. BetQL shows you where the real value is so you can make smarter bets and cash in more consistently. All the bets from today's games are clearly listed and ranked on a scale of one to five stars. Those five-star bets give you the best chance to win and have shown real proven results. Get insights on sides, totals, player props, and more combined with articles from BetQL's team of wagering experts. BetQL has you covered for pro and college games, football, basketball, baseball, and even hockey and soccer. It's time to get better at betting with BetQL. Visit BetQL.com and use promo code BET for 20% off. That's 20% off with promo code BET at BetQL.com. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. 
Hey, welcome back in. Back to the Features here on the BetQL Network. Uh, winding down your Sunday evening, giving an update here on uh, some Sunday night football. Uh, Tampa right now up 6-3 to three with about 4.15 left in the first half. Dak just threw a very, very bad interception. So Tom Brady has the ball, but he just gets sacked by Micah Parsons' makeshift offensive line. Uh, it appears it's going to be now fourth and oh probably God. about seven. But, uh, look, this was the thing, Lucy. We, we talked about this. As, as Tom is yelling at his offensive lineman running off the field, we talked about the offensive line concerns of Tampa. It's why I picked the Saints to win that division. And not that the Saints looked like world beaters today coming back to beat the Falcons, but I think this division race is going to be real interesting if New Orleans can clean up their mistakes because ta- uh, Tampa Tom is probably going to struggle for the next few weeks with his pass protection as uh, Dallas gets to him again and Tampa looks to push this to nine to three. Yeah, I am now worried about the Buccaneers against the Saints. I was a little worried uh, before this, but now, I mean, it looks like they're, I mean, it's only been a couple seconds of this, but it looks like they're falling apart. But I think they're going to be okay as they uh, they're the winning. They're winning, yeah. Lucy. Oh my god! I go from just look at Tom's face. Like he he looks very tan and very nice and better than he did at that press conference. But he they're already uh, he looks agitated, very agitated. Oh, this is a roller coaster. This is a roller coaster because one second you're like, okay, they're 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 coming to pieces. This is that's fraying at the seams. But no, it's it's much like Giselle and Tom's relationship. I think it, they'll be fine. Um, because Giselle also tweeted tonight, good luck to Tom and good luck to the Bucks. And if her account was not hacked, then I do think that Tom and Giselle are okay and all is right in paradise. So maybe Tom's mind is not going to be as distracted as I originally thought, which is why I'm all in on the Buccaneers and Tom. Again. Well, we talked in the first segment, Lucy. <laughs> yeah, now you're wearing a Tom Brady t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we talked about abysmal play with a few teams. I, I want to get to one we didn't get to. San Francisco, a team that's been to the Super Bowl and a couple NFC championships now, they have given the reins over to Trey Lance. They headed to Chicago, and and many people had the Niners in their survivor pool pick. Uh, They were six-and-a-half-point favorites against the old Bears, and they lost today. Chicago beat them 19-10. Chicago outscoring San Francisco 19-3 in the second half. It was an ugly game, but it was also monsoon raining. I mean, I'm quite literally telling you there were foot-deep puddles Uh, On that field, Chicago actually got penalized and knocked out of field goal range for placing a towel over a divot that had deep water in it because it was where they were going to place the ball on the snap. It knocked him out of field goal range. But Trey Lance, in his debut, 13 to 28 for 164 a pick. He had 13 carries, 54 yards, and just really an ugly football game. And then I turn on Sunday Night Football, and Jason Garrett tells me, Trey Lance needs to be benched. Jimmy G needs to start. Uh, Chris Sims is kind of saying the same thing. And I'm just kind of wondering, are we overreacting to a monsoon football game or are we really going to, are we, are we at the point where we know Trey Lance is not the dude? Let's give it back to Jimmy G. It is one game and it was the monsoon game. So the weather was a factor as the weather can be, but of course all weather is football weather. So you got to be able to play in monsoons and hurricanes and snowstorms, but the way that, that they hyped up Trey Lance coming into this season, I would have taken the 49ers in a survivor pool because he's their new toy. He was the quarterback they wanted to show off that they picked over Jimmy G, and he performed like this, and Jimmy G has to be licking his chops and saying, well, there you go. That's You got to go with me now. My job security is the way Trey Lance just performed here, and so aren't you lucky that you still have me? So he's got a little bit of leverage and upper hand here, but again, 
it is just one game and the monsoon factor I think is a big one because I think Trey Lance has to be tested in a game that doesn't have any extra super extra like it could be raining fine but a monsoon super extra weather factors and I think no overreaction necessary to this I think Trey Lance deserves another chance and then if he absolutely shatters to pieces in this one too then I think Jimmy Garoppolo sure yes because you stop the bleeding right away and and bring in Jimmy Garoppolo but mm. I think he deserves at least one more chance here yeah it's interesting I I get it because they brought Jimmy G back when many thought they'd trade or release him but like here's the thing for me I watched this game, and it, it was not a great performance by Lance. It wasn't a great performance by anybody. That defense gave up some pretty big plays, some pretty big busted coverages that were down the field. One of which led to uh, two, or two of which led to two touchdowns. Um, if you're already at the point where you're suggesting on national television Jimmy Garoppolo should be starting and you should bench Trey Lance, like there, there's a kind of a part of me that wonders. Why are you on national television? We're really going to react to a week one like that with a first-year quarterback playing in those conditions to the point where you say you need to bench him. Talk about killing a psyche. I think that there'd be nothing quicker than doing that. Give him a couple weeks. He's not unlike any other player. By the way, how did how did today go for year two quarterbacks? It wasn't like it was the greatest. Even Justin Fields, right. I know he got the win, but he struggled. He, he didn't have a pretty game either. So not a great day for the year two quarterbacks. Lawrence was real hit and miss, real inconsistent at the start. Mac Jones got Mac his team knocked in by the Dolphins. Trey Lance didn't look good. Fields wasn't lighting things up. So just kind of an overall tough day. And what does that tell us? It tells us, Lucy, that young quarterbacks are from time to time going to struggle. I just, the mere suggestion of benching the quarterback because he didn't play, you know, to the level that many thought he would in those conditions. I, I just, it's a little baffling to me that we could get there, but I, I don't know. Not a great debut for Trey Lance and the 49ers. We'll see what they can do in week two. They got uh, Seattle, I believe, coming to San Francisco for their home opener. Another game, uh, Lucy, this one's in the afternoon window. The G-men over there on the East Coast with uh, Brian Dayball coming over. Daniel Jones still quarterback. Saquon Barkley's getting hyped up. They're taking on the Titans. And another weird line of uh, Titans minus the six and a half. Uh, this one was weird. Ooh. I didn't really want to play this game, Lucy. I didn't play it until I could live bet it. Um, but the Giants mm. end up going for it with Stones, and they go for two, and they get the walk-off win. Or not the walk-off win. They get the win because Randy Bullock misses what potentially would have been the walk-off field goal. And so the G-Men start the Brian Dayball era with a road win, 21-20, covering the six-and-a-half. Saquon Barkley, I'm sure, hit over his prop number because he had 18 carries for 164 yards. What do you make of the G-Men? Well, Brian Day Bold, as I saw someone say on Twitter, which was very <laughs> clever. Um, that like was that. one of the moments. Yeah, that's a great one. So the Giants, also, that was exciting. And that was another moment where I thought, this is why I'm so glad football's back. That you get swept up in it, even though I didn't have any money on this, as you did, so I can't even imagine how thrilled you were. But I was even swept up in this because I was like, this is this is why we love it. This is why football is is here and why we're happy it's back. Moments like that. And it just it just makes you so happy to see things like that. Even though, I mean, it, it doesn't I didn't really have a stake at the game, but you see it's football. So I yeah. I enjoyed watching that very much. Good for the Giants. Yeah, it was a great win for them. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I'll share a lot of losses because, trust me, they're, 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 they're bound to happen for me in a football season. One one I got, I got lucky on this game. Uh, Dak is just awful. Uh, 
I got lucky on this one, though, Lucy, because I ended up live betting, and the Giants got the ball back. And then Daniel Jones throws an interception in the end zone. And I'm sitting there on my couch like, oh, I'm really glad I snagged the Giants at plus 330 live on the money line. And ended up getting lucky. Titans gave the ball back. The Giants went down. They scored. And, look, Dayball was asked in the postgame what made him go for two. He's like, I was always going for two. And when he made the decision, he actually asked his defensive guys, and they said, F, yeah. And so he went for it. They drew up a great play. Um, and they're lucky Bullock misses that, uh, that, that field goal for the game winner. But exactly. a nice little start for the G-men uh, in week that's one. That's the YOLO. Yeah, that's the YOLO attitude that every team should play with. We're always going for two. You just, F, exactly. yeah, we're, we're doing this. Absolutely. Always go for two, I think, is a life lesson to carry with you. Always just F that and go for two. Because look um, at what happens. The roller coaster of it was also very – because you're like, wait, they're going to lose. No, wait, they're not going to. And that's what is exciting. Not like, not yeah. like the Patriots where you know they're going to lose the game. Exactly. Uh, who should we be more concerned about, Lucy? The Green Bay Packers who scored just seven points in Minnesota mm-hmm. and gave up a ton of stats. Justin Jefferson uh, – and Rodgers said he's the best player in football. Nine catches, 184 uh, yards, two tutties. And the Vikings dominate the Packers. Or should we be more concerned about the Cardinals – Home opener, season opener, just getting absolutely drubbed by the Kansas City Chief. Patrick Mahomes throws for 360 yards and five tutties. Who are we more concerned about after week one, the Packers or the Cardinals, Lucy? I'm very concerned about the Packers because Aaron Rodgers came into this season the happiest he's ever been. New tattoo that we still don't know what it means, but it's bad luck, whatever it is, because it's not helping at all. He needs another cleanse. He needs. He came in here with so much promise and so much energy, the reigning MVP, and the Packers are going to win everything this season. They're going to NFC North, everything. And you look at this performance, and again, disappointing. This was another big disappointing one, unexpected. I expected the Packers to come in and just absolutely light it up and be the team that everyone expected them really? to be. Really? No. I, I did. Wow. I did expect that. And so, because I expected a lot from Aaron Rodgers because of his attitude, because he comes in here and says that he, the way he came into training camp, the whole mm-hmm. thing. No, not at all. And so this, this team, I have a lot of concerns about. Yeah, no, I look, the Cardinals for me, I love the Chiefs minus six and a half. Um, that wasn't a shock to me to see what happened. Arizona doesn't have Hopkins. And so you kind of look around, you go, so your best pass catcher is Ertz or Marquise Hollywood Brown. Eh. James Conner in the backfield. Eh. Defense questionable at best. Like, I wasn't surprised to see the Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs are trying to prove a point. Like, yeah, we lost Tyreek Hill. But, you know, I mean, they, I forget the guy's name. we have to help me here in the chat. But, like, they already got a dude wearing number 10. And he's got long hair hanging out the back of his helmet. He's a little speedster. And I'm like, of course, you found the next Tyreek Hill. And I've never heard of him before. So I'm not shocked. By that showing, it was the Cardinals' worst loss, I think, since, like, 1990. Um, but, Lucy, for me, it, it, it's, it, it was the Packers just in the I – didn't, I didn't expect them to win. I bet the Vikings on this. I got the Vikings at plus two, actually, out here on Wednesday. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. But it was, it was how, how scary it could potentially be looking at their targets like Devontae Adams had a big game in LA today for the Raiders now they came up short but he was a stud you look around Green Bay and you're like Randall Cobb's old um you're not really trusting Watson yet I don't think are we going in on Romeo Dobbs week one week two maybe I figured the Packers would be a slow starting team 
Uh, but it was the way Minnesota kind of came out from the gate, I thought, and took that real personal. I love Minnesota to win that division, by the way, at plus 230 before the season started. Oh, and I, I thought this was a great start. And I don't know if I disagree with Rodgers here. It's tough to gauge because these positions are so different. But Justin Jefferson is easily the focal point of a defensive meeting. And the dude is running free for 20 yards like every other catch. It was just unbelievable. Yeah, no, but that's why I thought I, – I, I remembered that about the Vikings and when watching this game, remembered that as the Packers were losing and was like, great, that this is what you expected to happen. And then it didn't it, – it, it went the other way. And I really – I was so in on them because of Aaron Rodgers and just his attitude. But mm-hmm. mistake. And now you got you to gotta watch out because Aaron Rodgers maybe is not going to have the season he had last season. Yeah, and, and, you know, one more thing on this, and then we'll go to some – we'll play a little Guess the Lines here, uh, some quick, a quick version of Guess the Lines, Lucy, where Zach will give us, like, two teams, and we'll see if we can get close to what the actual line is. One little note, though, the Cardinals are interesting. You could probably say the Cardinals more concerning just in the sense of one team has Aaron Rodgers. The other has a five foot nine quarterback who can't see anybody, pe- like, past the line of scrimmage and is largely throwing, like, what looks like two-yard outs and hopes that that guy makes a play. They're without DeAndre Hopkins for six weeks. And so not a great start for, uh, for Cliff Kingsbury and uh, Kyler Murray week one getting drugged by the Chiefs. All right, Zach, let's bring you on real quick. I know we're winding down here in the second segment. We'll get some college football stuff. Uh, let's play Guess the Lines. Let's give us two games, Zach, and we'll see if who gets closer, me or Lucy. All right, so let's play this game. Zach will give us the game. We'll guess where the spread is and who's favored, and we'll see who's closest. Zach, kick it off. All right, guys, I'll start with the game next week. This is going to be one of the, the bigger games next week. and Or actually, I'll change it up because I was going to say the Cowboys and Bengals, but the, uh, the Cowboys are playing right now. So I'll throw one at you guys. How about, uh, how about let's see, the, we'll go Thursday night football, Chiefs, Chargers. This game is going to be at Arrowhead with Kansas City at home. Ooh, I'm going to say Chiefs favored by six and a half. Ooh, six and a half. Okay, I like that guess. I like where you're going. I'm going to go Chiefs minus – I'm going to go Vegas zone, four and a half. Something really weird and odd because this Ooh. is like a, this is going to be a tough game. All right, Spree, you were pretty close. It All was right. Kansas City minus three and a half uh, over Ooh. the Chargers next week. On really? That's a lot of respect for the Chargers. Like, that's only yeah. a respect because they're home. At Arrowhead? Wow. Interesting. A lot of respect. Yeah, that's hmm. going to be the debut, by the way, of Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. Zach, one more, and then we'll go, and we'll come back with some college football stuff and a little look ahead to week two in the NFL. All right, you mentioned the Cardinals. They will be taking on another 0-1 team next week on the road in Vegas to take on the Raiders. Cardinals at Raiders. Ooh, I think I want to say Raiders minus 3.5. Mm, I like I that. I'm going to go Raiders minus 5.5. Lucy is actually on the money. Raiders minus three, three and, and a half. half. There it is. Wow, they got the hook. Look at that. Okay. Look at that. Look at that. All right. There we go. Guess the lines. We'll, we'll do a little more next week. We're kind of throwing I love this, this out. Lucy hasn't played this game. Yeah, now you know, and uh, you're familiar with oh, it. Oh, so now we'll play I love more it. Next week. <laughs> uh, we'll get to a little more, <laughs> wrap it up here, back to the futures, a uh, whole lot more to get to college football and the NFL on the Betfield Network. Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.
Check out BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. With the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Can you be down on the Dolphins and the Patriots? find that to be an interesting conversation because nobody's really buying into the Jets. So the questions about Zach Wilson, like you can't just fade every team outside of the Buffalo Bills in that division. One of them is going to get wins. And right now people are like, I don't know. I, so I have to buy into all this BS and all this crap that's going on with the Patriots and they can't figure out the line and all that. Or I've got to buy into two of like people aren't sure what to do. It's interesting. Yeah. There's an opportunity too. And if you're talking about playoffs in the AFC, because the West is going to beat up on each other, a second place team, North, East, South, someone's good. There's a playoff spot probably up for grabs. BetQL daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth presented by BetMGM. Nine to noon Eastern on the BetQL network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. I'm listening daily. Brought to you by Genomind. Here's Michael Phelps on seeking help for mental problems. You know, I think for me in, in 2014, when I found myself in that dark, dark place where, you know, I, necess- I I didn't want to be alive in those four days when I was in my room by myself, not wanting to talk to anybody, not eating anything, not moving for three or four days. You know, for me, after sitting there and thinking about everything, I, I wanted to find a different way. I wanted to find a different answer. Um, I was sick and tired of feeling how I felt and just that opportunity of sharpening up your tools. You know, that's kind of what I wanted to do. And that's why I that, that's why I started to seek help. And, and, and that's when I checked myself into a treatment center. Uh, and, and since then, I've I've been working with a therapist. I'm listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind mental health map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your mental health map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. The best players in the league perform even better with a great assist. And using BetQL to help take your sports betting to the next level, it's an MVP move. BetQL analyzes every bet from every game to find you the most profitable opportunities. Sometimes a spread is off by a few points or a total is way too high or low. BetQL shows you where the real value is so you can make smarter bets and cash in more consistently. All the bets from today's games are clearly listed and ranked on a scale of one to five stars. Those five-star bets give you the best chance to win and have shown real proven results. Get insights on sides, totals, player props, and more combined with articles from BetQL's team of wagering experts. BetQL has you covered for pro and college games, football, basketball, baseball, and even hockey and soccer. It's time to get better at betting with BetQL. Visit BetQL.com and use promo code BET for 20% off. That's 20% off with promo code BET at BetQL.com. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right, welcome back in. We wrap it up here. Back to the futures here on the BetQL Network every Sunday evening at 6 Pacific, 9 Eastern. Uh, Brandon Sprague here on the West Coast. I'm in Portland, Oregon, and that's uh, Lucy Burge over there in Boston at Lucille Burge on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, she's going to continue to give out props and picks all season long, so make sure you follow her and her great work at the BetQL Network. She is one of our finest, and uh, she puts in a lot of work. So, uh, Lucy, let's wrap things up here. As uh, we're going through the NFL schedule, week one was great. A lot of upsets, a lot of wild, crazy endings, missed field goals. We had an overtime tie. We almost had another tie in a different game. 
just absolute insanity. Um, and now week two is already a, 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 you know, upon us. Now, I know tomorrow we still got the second half of this Bucks cowboys game, which, by the way, is 12-3 to 3 at the half. And then tomorrow, Russell Wilson makes his debut uh, coming back to Seattle. I hope they boo the living hell out of him. I hope Richard Sherman's there and screams into a microphone. We all know why we won the Super Bowl. It wasn't because of that chump. I hope they do whatever they can to mess with his mentals. Uh, that is Seahawks plus the six and a half. Lucy, where would you lean for Monday Night Football? I I really like the Broncos here because I I think it's there's a there's a not revenge factor, but I think the way Russell mm-hmm. Wilson came into the season with the Broncos country, let's ride. I believe was the uh, the the slogan that he was reading five hundred times into the commercial uh, recording, like the same cadence, the same thing every time. He's like Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. And I am all in. I was like, yeah, that, that jacks me up. Are you kidding? Let's go. So, yeah, I'm on the Broncos. I'm actually on the Broncos for this game. Okay, so you're taking the Broncos minus six and a half. It's hard to bet against them. I want to take the points in a home dog. But Geno Smith is playing quarterback, and I've seen that happen. And I, I just I have a hard time. I would definitely lean the under. And I would lean Broncos minus six and a half, too, because I could see this being like, seven to three at the end of the first half. And then I think Bron- the Broncos kind of pull away because it's just a difference of the Denver Broncos are better and the Seahawks are not. So like it, it's, yeah. it's a little hokey and, you know, kind of unoriginal to say that, but it just kind of is how this game I think is going to break down. Ultimately week two in the NFL, Lucy, we got quite the matchups here. Thursday night football is what uh, starts us off. This is the debut of the Amazon prime game with Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. It's the Chargers who had a nice little win for themselves and covered their number three and a half against the Vegas Raiders. They're going on the road to Kansas City, who, again, just absolutely obliterated the Cardinals. Uh, and I'm curious where we where are we leaning on this one. This spread is is small. It's only three points. That's usually what you give a home team. Uh, where would you lean with Chiefs minus the three against the Chargers on Thursday? I'm going Chiefs here because I think they're going to keep steam rolling and just keep doing what I think Patrick Mahomes is going to keep doing what he's doing. And I, I, I really like the Chiefs this season. So I like them in this one too. Uh, and I'm actually going to hope this gets bet up a little bit. Uh, if I can get a hook for the Chargers by Wednesday or even Thursday morning, I'm all in. I doubt it'll be that. But there is something. You go back to last year, Justin Herbert – Seems to play Kansas City pretty well. They've had really close games back and forth. He made his debut against them, of course, because Tyrod Taylor damn near died. And he played extremely well. And I, I think a lot of people, that was when he made his debut. And people went, whoa, Justin Herbert. Okay, looking like the real deal. Exactly. I'm hoping this gets to three and a half, Lucy. I might even include it in a teaser. I think these Ooh. two teams are pretty evenly matched. Yeah, I might I might Get tease. wild I like with teaser. it. Yes. I know. I, I well, it's like Amazon Prime. You gotta. The Amazon Prime <laughs> debut. Let's go crazy, guys. <laughs> yes, yes. So I, I think I'm kind of leaning the Chargers here. I know they almost gave that game away, but the Raiders are a good football team. They're tough. And if Carr doesn't throw three picks, who knows where we're at. A couple other games that we need to get ready for. Um, do, do you want to talk about Peyton? Patriots at Steelers or are we all in on the the Steelers? I would love to talk about the Patriots because it's cathartic. Again, cynicism where I live. So I'm loving, absolutely loving the Steelers here. Patriots who? They stink. They're garbage. So no, Steelers, I am betting the spread on any team that is playing the Patriots until the Patriots win a game. I need to see a good Patriots team play a full game where they play well and there's no 
shakiness or any confusion or any are they will they or won't they situation. I need to see a good Patriots team before I can bet on their spread because it's mm-hmm. concerning to me still. So Steelers all the way here. I would not trust the Patriots yet at all. Going with Steelers. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna lean on the under of whatever that number ends up being. I just I think that pass rush and I know. Um, Watt got hurt. Torn Peck is the report, so he's probably going to be out. I don't know what the timetable of that injury is, so we'll find out on that. But well, I still also, think the Steelers' defense is nasty. Yeah, yeah, we don't know what happened to Mac Jones. There, I haven't seen an update on that. On what happened, what his back or his, he went to the X-ray room? We don't know. Yeah, what's Florio really going said, on there. Florio said that the X-rays were negative. I think it's from mm-hmm. that behind the back hit that he took that led to the fumble touchdown. I just think his okay. back sore. He, he got hit quite a bit today, and so I, I think he'll be okay. But Steelers-Patriots, I think this is the game of the weekend in the NFL, and then I want to get to some college stuff as we wrap the show up here, Lucy. Um, I, I actually – I think this is the game of the weekend. Tell me if I'm wrong. Dolphins at Ravens, is that the game of the weekend? I would say so, yes. Yep, yep, looking at these, yes, I would, because I think the Dolphins have some confidence coming into this one after the Patriots debacle. Um, yep. So I would go with the Dolphins, but of course the Ravens. I mean, they're also, they also did very well. So yeah, I, but I would look at the Dolphins here because they could be a, a sneaky great team this year. Yeah, I'm just excited for it. I think the Dolphins are a playoff team. I picked them in our, you know, our preseason show picks. And uh, I, the Ravens are amazing. If the Ravens win the AFC, I won't, I won't bat an eye. I think Lamar, no. Lamar looked really good. And the Jets are the Jets, but I thought Lamar looked really comfortable Looked really good in that offense. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, let's get to college football. Scott Frost was for Nebraska, and this is an interesting move because, well, Nebraska had a stipulation in the contract that if he's fired after October 1st, they could cut his buyout down. And they lost to Georgia Southern at home this weekend. They were done. They, they didn't want to wait. wait. They were like, hey, we'll pay. We'll pay <laughs> get, out. get out of here, Scott Frost. Kick I think Nebraska is never getting. Frost. Yes, <laughs> kick, kick, yeah, kick rocks. I, I, Lucy, I don't think Nebraska is ever getting back to what they were with with Tom Osborne. Um, I, I don't know where they're going to go here. I, I don't know who they're going to bring in, and I just, it's hard for me to ever see Nebraska truly contending in the Big Ten. What, what, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, what, Scott do, you, what do you do? What do Well, I mean, it should have happened. Like it, this had to have happened. They have to stop. The bleeding right now they've we have seen enough we are they took their glasses off because they've seen enough and they they released a nice statement that said that they were changing direction or cha- changing our uh, head coaching role no you're fired dude you're fired that's what happened yeah. you're we're not we're not just rearranging our coach no, you're gone after that performance of this team gone i mean there is there is an aspect of whenever i see a coach get fired or manager or whatever in, in different sports. And you think, well, they had nothing to do with the play on the field, but you can't fire college players. You can't trade anything. Nope. You can't do anything about that. It's the coach. And Scott Frost had to go. He had to go after that start to the season. So it is just, it is really funny, the timing, because of how much more they have to pay him. And they thought we, we just can't do it anymore. It's like, they just, they're out of breath. We're like, we're done. We can't do this anymore. Get out of here. <laughs> Get lost. Yeah, dude. I don't, Lucy, I don't know where they'd go here. I mean, I think at best you just got to swing for the fences and hope somebody you bring in is want to be loyal and a rebuilding the resources. Here. Yeah, well, they've, they've been decade. in that for quite some time. Yeah, yeah rebuilding <laughs> decade is 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 that. That's actually probably right. Um, 
So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But uh, interesting notes, Alabama winning a, t- a tight one against Texas. Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers was knocked out fairly early. I thought it was kind of a dirty hit. He didn't need to drive him into the ground. And then uh, I actually thought Bama got away with a holding call on the Bryce Young run at the end. And uh, they end up getting the win on the road, beating Texas. So maybe Georgia is the best team in football. I don't know. I mean, Alabama's still favored. Yeah, still favored after that to win the national championship. But I always thought Georgia was going to sneak up still in the odds, like over over Ohio State. I still have Ohio State to win it all. But I figured Georgia's is they were going to sneak up ahead of them, and they did now after all of this. And I mean, Clemson's still right up there. But yeah, I'm not that worried about Alabama though. After after that, I think You're not. I think they'll. Fi- I'm not worried. No, they'll figure it out. They're they're Alabama. They're going to be fine. Bryce Young's going to be fine. Um, and I I do think that they should still be favored. Uh, but it's it is kind of expected. I think that Georgia got back up there in the in the odds for this. Yeah, Quentin Ewers, by the way, our, yeah, our great guys uh, behind the scenes tell us Quentin Ewers out four to six weeks with a shoulder injury. Um, so that's that's pretty devastating. Um, another big game, and there's one out here. BYU beats Baylor in overtime late Saturday night in a crazy back-and-forth battle. And Oregon gets Eastern. They, they beat Eastern Washington fairly easy. But BYU coming into Autzen Stadium in Eugene, this open at six and a half immediately bet down. People biting on the Cougars there. That's a lot of points. And uh, it is Oregon minus the four. Uh, I think it's four on DraftKings here. So I'm going to go with it at four. BYU is uh, four-point underdogs at Oregon. What do we think? Is BYU going to make another statement this weekend? No, I like Oregon here because I knew you were going to go with that, and I trust you. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with Oregon oh. here. Oh. <laughs> I trust Wait, them do you think I'm going to Oregon? Oh, are you going to Oregon? No. Oh, What? No, I, was like, I, I, I figured you would. No, 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 no. If it was Oregon State, yes. If it's the Oregon Ducks. Okay. Look, oh. The Oregon Ducks are not their usual selves, and BYU is a good football team. I feel like this is a field goal game, and if I'm going to get an extra point here, and I wouldn't be shocked if BYU outright won, I, I'm, I think I got to take those points if that's how I'm feeling about this. I just – I don't see the same Oregon that we've seen in years past. So I, I'm actually going to lean Oregon in this one, uh, Lucy. And I, my well, two cents is – Well, then I'm going to stay I, away I think, from it. Yes, there you go. That's a great call right there. would be probably my best stay bet. Away. But I am going to be in on Kentucky because I am all in on my guy, Ooh. Will Levis. Levis, he and I Will went Levis. to the same middle school. Will Levis yep. is the man of the year, calling it now. He's going to be the guy we remember at the end of the season. Oh, he's going to win the Heisman. Could be. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Well, yeah, I, right. I would say the guy who sticks in your mind most is the most swagger, but maybe to win the Heisman too. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we had we had some upsets this weekend, right? We had Marshall going to Notre Dame and outright win. We had Appalachian State winning on the road at Texas that A&M. That was crazy. I mean, talk about an embarrassing game for Texas A&M. Um, through his first 50 games, Jimbo Fisher is one game worse than Kevin Sumlin, and they ran Sumlin right out, so – yeah, there you go. We'll see what happens this week. And Miami is at Texas A&M. That's going to do it for us. Lucy Burge, show always goes quick. We'll see you guys next week, week two of the NFL on Back to the Futures. Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. <laughs>